Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a fantastic episode for you today. With incredibly talented and dynamic guest, American football player and author Devin Childress joins the show. For sports fans in the United States, today's a big day as it's the NFL Draft. Hope springs eternal and eager fans have their fingers crossed that their team will be selecting their newest savior. I'm looking at you, Philadelphia Eagles. Today's guest has been on the opposite side of the coin. Having been through the draft process once, Devin is currently trying out for several different teams, hoping to land a roster spot in the NFL or CFL. For free agent athletes like himself, the spring is a time to work out with a variety of teams, hoping that they leave their mark. Devin was a standout performer at North Park University in Chicago, where he holds the school record for most receiving touchdowns in a season and a career. In addition to his success on the gridiron, Devin is also an author, having released scriptures for the professional athlete. Currently, Devin is working hard on the field and in the weight room with aspirations of landing a roster spot soon. On today's episode, Devin chats about his collegiate years in Chicago and reminisces on some of his most favorite memories. Devin also chats about how he makes it a point to ask questions during some of his football auditions because, as he says it, interviews a two-way street, something I really admire. And finally, Devin discusses his book, why it was important to him, and what inspired its creation. This was an awesome, awesome conversation with Devin. Talented football player. He's a thinker. He's introspective. I love that he wrote a book, but on top of all that, he's just a great man. His work ethic on the football field is unparalleled, but it's not the only thing on his mind. And he's using his own life lessons to help foster a career in the future, but also to be a devoted husband. He was a blast. I love hearing his comments on training, and there's no doubt in my mind that he will be on a roster soon. So let's go and bring on athlete and author, Devin Childress, and let's learn. I'm very excited, Randall. I appreciate the. You played ball at North Park University in Chicago. So when you think back to those years, what are the first memories that come to mind? Oh, man. Well, again, I was born and raised in Chicago. Uh, so it always has my heart. But, uh, you know, just thinking back to college, I college was some of the best years of my life. I met my wife, my now wife. She was my girlfriend then. Um, you know, my best friends I met at school. Uh, I rededicated my life to the Lord. Um, you know, just I had been baptized as a kid, but uh, that was just one of those things. Hey, you want to go get baptized? Sure. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> so uh, I made the decision for myself. And, you know, just football wise, I mean, I had a really great career. Um, my freshman year, I came in and I took the starting job from a senior, actually. Uh, you know, so that was a good memory for me. I uh, scored 14 touchdowns in one season my freshman year, and I was ranked fifth in the nation, actually, among all of Division three, Division two, II, Division one, um, NAIA, JUCO, across the board. I was fifth in the nation for receiving touchdowns uh, at the end of the regular season. And so that was cool. And I remember a game my sophomore year, uh, our last game of the regular season, we actually knocked out uh, one of the top-seeded teams who was set to go to playoffs. And so when we beat them, that knocked them out of the playoffs. And that was a pretty cool moment. Um, I was able to meet Mel Blunt. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's yes, the guy Steelers, who yeah. – yeah. 
yeah, the Mel Blunt rule. He's the reason that, you know, receivers can't get bumped after five yards. And, um, you know, I was able to pick his brain a little bit. And it was just, man, it was a, it was a great experience. I, I trained with guys like Trevor, uh, Trevor Harris of the CFL. And, you know, it was just, it was a fun time. Yeah. How beneficial do you feel it is to talk to someone on the other side of the ball for advice? When you're talking to someone like Mel Blount or someone who's played on the, in the secondary, how does that help you as an offensive player? Mm -hmm. Man, just to see what they see. Um, you know, I, the guys that I train with now, I even ask them after every rep, whether I won the rep or I didn't, I ask them, hey, what did you see? You know, and they'll tell me, okay, well, you know, when you press vertical on this route, I could tell that you were about to break or, um, you know, with the way that you took this angle made me think you didn't have anywhere else to go but there, you know. And so it makes me um, automatically rethink how I run routes. Well, and I'm sure that you've picked that up at a lot of the different stops that you've had as far as tryouts and camps. Since your time at, at exactly, North Park, yeah. you've been to a different, bunch of different spots. So what's your mindset now? What are you currently training for and what keeps you grinding? Well, you know, the end goal is always the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's been the goal since I declared early as a junior um coming out of college and so I'm always training for that NFL call that you know that trial opportunity and uh that's where I feel I'm ready at right now is I'm camp ready and so you know this is the time where camps are happening tryouts are happening and you know so my body is ready for uh those competing you know one-on-ones and it's also ready for you know running that 40 that they're going to put me through and um, you know, running those routes that they'll want to see and really how those trials go is they want to see, are you even in shape? And so they'll test you and they'll make you run, you know, 30 routes <laughs> and yeah. it's just you there, you know? So, um, that's currently what I'm training for. I've been speaking to, um, a Green Bay Packers scout. I've been speaking to a Cleveland, Ohio, um, Cleveland Brown scout and, uh, I've also been talking to a couple of CFL teams, Montreal Alouettes, the BC Lions. So um, that's what keeps me grinding is that just knowing that I'm right there, you know, knowing where I'm supposed to be, knowing where I want to go and, you know, just being that close. I feel like the breakthrough is coming. So that's why I keep grinding and that's what I'm focused on right now. How have you evolved since your college times? What, how are you different as a receiver? In what ways have you improved? What do you, what are you bringing to the table now that you might not have had a few years ago? Oh, man. Mental toughness, for sure. Um, you know, that's just the, the number one thing that, you know, just pops to mind is because, you know, when I was coming out as a as a junior, you know, I thought I was mentally tough and ready for it. But, you know, when I went undrafted and, you know, I had to humble myself to where I went and played arena football because um, I thought I was NFL ready and I still think I'm NFL ready. And so that's why I say humble myself. But um, even there at that level, there's guys that, you know, they'll chirp in your ear and, you know, they'll, they'll try to, you know, there's coaches that'll, you know, try to get on your bad side to see if you're going to quit. And I think coming out of school, I don't know that I'd be ready for it as much as I am now. Um, but, you know, not only that, you know, I'm, I'm a, a totally different person. Yeah. Um, you know, my mindset is just straight focused on football, you know, um, when I was in school, you know, I, I don't know if I could say that. Um, and again, just, you know, I bring, you know, other than my size, I've, 
you know, evolved. I've gotten stronger and faster. I, you know, bring my speed to the table. Um, getting in and out of my cuts was my focus, especially uh, I had a I had a private workout with the Chicago Bears, and one of the coaches there told me that when I come out of, you know, he was telling me coming out of my breaks and just giving me advice, and that's what they want to see out of me. And you know, at a receiver at this at this size, you know, I'm six four, two fifteen. You know, at that size, they want to see if you can move and if you can get out of your breaks, you can stay low. And uh, that's really what I've been able to focus on and perfect. Well, it's got to be tough going into any type of tryout because you also don't know what they're looking for, right? They might be looking for a certain type exactly. of slot guy, and they're not going to come out and right out way and tell you. They're going to bring guys through. Heck, they might even be looking for a guy who wants to run down and make tackles on kickoff. So when you're stepping into right. a tryout, what's your mentality? How do you put yourself forward? Yeah, so I approach, you know, and that's one of the things I bring to the table as well is, you know, I've learned how to be a professional. Um, because football is, you know, it's not just football, it's a business and you truly have to be that professional athlete. And so, um, you know, they say interviews are a two way street, right? And so I'll go into a tryout and I'll talk to the scouts, okay. I'll talk okay. to the coaches, you know, like, what do you want to see? What do you, you know, what route do you want to see? Right. And that was like, I told you, um, with the private workout from the bears coach, um, I don't know if he would have told me that if I didn't ask, okay. you know, and so um, I'll ask them what they want to see, what type of route they want to see. Um, and if that's the case, I got to be ready to prove it, you know. And so that's my mindset is going there, not only just be myself, right, but also understand the chip that's on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, man, I wish I could just, you know, give you an outline of what that looks like. but. You know, it's just truly every opportunity is different, like you just said. You know, every team is looking for the same thing. Um, you know, but I also bring that to the table is I'm very versatile. Yeah. And I have that special teams experience. I have, you know, the experience as a receiver. Um, you know, I'm an athlete. I could be on the other side of the ball. And, you know, whatever the case may be, I'm one of those guys that, if there's a need and if there's a, a, a spot that needs to be filled, I'll step up. I'll be the, you know, yeah. first guy, you know, so that's really it. Yeah, I love that. And that's the mentality that you need. You mentioned one of the things you mentioned that, that caught my ear was you said you're not the same person as you were when you first left college. And another way you, was because you actually went back to college after declaring early. A couple years later, you went back mm -hmm. to finish your degree, which is admirable trade. I highly respect that. But not a lot of people would do that. So why was that important to you? Yeah. For me, it was just looking back and realizing that, because like I said, I declared early as a junior. And so I left after my junior year. Um, one of the things that during that process, I knew I was going to declare for the NFL draft early. And when that happened, I had the option to just leave after that fall semester, leaving my spring semester and the senior year um, out and just train. Or I can just go ahead and just train and be in school for that last spring semester. So I wanted to finish out that junior year, and that's what I did so that I only have a year left. But um, for me, I was looking back, and I was like, okay, well, those three years of school, I didn't have the NFL job that I thought I'd have, and I didn't have a degree. Mm. And so I was just reflecting, and I'm okay. like, well, what? you know, I knew it wasn't a waste of time, but I didn't want to feel like that. 
And so that's what drove me. And, you know, um, I'm big in my faith as well. And I can mention that, but I felt like God was prompting me to go back to school and finish that degree um, with what I want to do after football. And that's to, um, you know, be a pastor with that. I feel like if I didn't go back to school and have that degree, there's, there's less amount of people that I'd be able to reach if that makes sense. And yeah, so, um, that's just, that was just the mentality behind it. And, you know, it was one of those things that you look back and you're like, okay, I know I need to do this. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I've read that one of the signs that you heard was number three and that inspired decision to go back. Tell me about that. Yeah. And when I, before I declared for the, well, actually when I declared for the draft for the actual draft, um, you know, I was just praying and I was meditating and I felt like God told me the number three mm-hmm. and I, you know, I didn't know what that meant. You know, I started to, you know, pray and just seek discernment and see what that meant. And I had thought that it was going to be, I knew I wasn't going to be a third pick of the draft. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, and so I was like, okay, maybe I'd be getting drafted in the third round. Um, because I was on the Bears and the Panthers draft boards. They called me the day before the draft and, you know, just confirmed my information. And I thought maybe the third round of the draft and that didn't happen. And I thought, you know, maybe, okay, on the third day after the draft, I'd get a tryout invite. That didn't happen. And, you know, I've really just been holding on to this three. And, you know, I'm in year three now of being out of the, uh, being out of college. And, you know, that could mean, you know, and so there's a lot of different things. It could also mean that, um, you know, after three years of grinding and pursuing this thing, that's when those doors will start to open or, you know, it just, I don't know what that three means, but I'm holding on to it. Yeah. So I obviously wanted to have you on to just talk about your football career, but another reason I wanted to have you on is because of this book that you have scriptures for the professional yeah. athletes. Totally stoked about this. First mm-hmm. of all, just congratulations on that. Tell me about the book and what inspired its creation. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man. So again, with the NFL draft, uh, after declaring early, I ran in front of all 32 teams. I spoke to directly 28 out of the 32. And, um, like I said, I was on the bears and the Panthers draft boards. And so I was set, I thought I was set to get drafted. I thought my dream was going to become reality. And, uh, when it didn't during that year or during that summer, um, right after the draft, I would say it was a very dark place for me. Um, you know, just things just had switched for me. And, you know, I'd even go as far as to say that I was in a depressed state at that moment. And, um, again, right. I mentioned that after football, I believe that I'm called to be a pastor. And during that season, I remember I had this talk, right. And I go into detail with it, um, in my book, but I had this moment where I felt like the enemy, you know, was telling me you could never be a pastor because you've never read the Bible in its entirety. Mm. And I was like, wow. And so I felt like God flipped it at that moment and was like, well, that's true. So let's do it. Right. And so there was a season during that summer. um, I read the Bible in its entirety and I found myself writing little footballs next to scriptures that spoke to me in that season. And these were scriptures that, you know, helped with finances, uh, helped with, um, you know, the season that I was in helped with injuries, um, you know, that just spoke directly to that and things that I share with teammates and everything like that, and how to be a professional, 
um, the work ethic, things like that. And God revealed later on that that was the reason why I was writing that those those footballs was yeah. to put it in a book and put those compilation of those scriptures into a book. And so that's really what that is. And, you know, it was truly a a beauty from ashes moment. Right. And so that's that's what that's what sparked it. And that's what really the book is, is just that compilation of scriptures that will speak to what it means to be a professional athlete. Yeah. I like your phrase right there, beauty from the ashes. It brings me to my next question about what you've learned from the last year. It doesn't have to be football related. What have you learned about life, about the tumultuous year we had? What is the beauty you have found from the ashes of, of 2020? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a very loaded question. But <laughs> I think, you know, one thing, you know, because we know how 2020 has gone and everybody thought at the end of 2019, 2020 was going to be yeah, the year. My year, my year, yeah. <laughs> Right. And, you know, it just kind of went south. But for some people, it was really good as well. Uh, I think one thing that I, you know, harp on and that I've learned is just keep going, mm -hmm. you know, through all the the ups and the downs, because 2020 was a very rough year for me. Um, you know, I had I got let go from my job. I was working an insurance job. Uh one of my best friends passed away. I just, you know, it was like one thing after another, right? That rolling snowball. And, you know, one thing that God has sustained me through is just to keep going, you know, and just really just push through that adversity, right? And never let the things that are, you know, going on in your life just push you down and break you down. So that's what, that was the lesson that I've learned to just, keep pushing through, keep person, just keep persevering and, you know, hope for the best, I guess, is the, you know, the cliche saying, but understand that this stuff doesn't last, you know, so. Earlier, you mentioned that you met your wife while in college, and I know you guys are a great team. You guys do a lot of projects together. So in what ways did your wife make you better? Mm. <laughs> oh, man, she is... <laughs> She's my muse. She motivates me. Uh, you know, she just pushes me to be better. Just What's her name, by the way? We'll give her a shout out. What's her name? Her name is Anais. Anais, that's right. So she, you know, she's a, she's an amazing woman, right? And just her presence builds that, that healthy competitiveness, right? Because she's so great that I want to be great, right? And she, you know, like I said, she motivates me. She, she cares for me. She truly understands what it means to be, you know, a athlete's wife. You know, not many people get it and understand that, you know, it's not all glamorous and it's not all, you know, wearing the, the expensive stuff and sitting courtside, you know, it's, it's more than, than that. And she understands that. And, you know, she loves me very well. And she just, just her presence is what makes me better. Who motivates you on the football field or inspires you? And then who mo motivates and inspires you off the field? Mm. <sighs> These are some great questions. Randall. I didn't have them on the list. They weren't on the list either. <laughs> um, man, on the field, definitely. Um, one of the guys that I'm training with now, um, somebody I looked up to, you know, as a kid, I'd watch his film and, um, you know, I just emulate how I play football 
to him, uh, Des Bryant. Des, Des Bryant, Bryant. Um, I've been blessed to be able to work with him and just pick his brain. And um, Des Bryant and also Calvin Johnson, I've been watching him as a kid. Uh, those are like the big body frames that yeah. I try to emulate and play my game off of. And so those two on the field, definitely. Um, and, of course, Jerry Rice, because he's a taller receiver as well. Um, and those are people that I resonate with. But um, off the field, it'd definitely be um, for character-wise and, you know, just as a person and how he, he models himself, um, you know, in his marriage. You know, it'd be my pastor, Earl, um, Earl McClellan. He is an amazing man. And, you know, also just my father. Uh, you know, my father taught me everything I know pretty much. and um, you know, he was the, the first man in my life that, you know, showed me what it meant to be a man. And I, I'm probably missing a couple more people, but those two for sure off the field, um, that I, that I'd say. They sound like great men. Normally I ask people what's, what's goals with the projects, plans they got coming forward. But I know for you, the main goal, like you said, is the NFL. So take me through the timetable. What is kind of the next few months looking like for you? Man. So Right now, I'm in that that gray area mm -hmm. as to, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Um, again, like I said, I was talking to some CFL teams, but they, you know, just pushed their season back. Yeah. Uh, camps were supposed to be starting up now, which I thought that I'd be getting an invite to. But, you know, both of the teams that I spoke to um, told me that they wanted to wait and see what this uh, season would look like first um, before they make any moves. and. Now we know that it's in August and camp is in July. So we've got a lot more time to, you know, negotiate and, you know, figure out what the best move would be um, with me in regards to that. And so um, just hoping, just, you know, hoping that that works out or, you know, God does something miraculous and, you know, I get that NFL call as well or, um, you know, that, those are my main two focuses right now. I'm not opposed to any other opportunities, but um, that's where, you know, just full throttle on that. So really the next couple months just look like staying in shape, um, you know, just staying the course. I, you know, I'm training every day of the week, just, just stay in that course and continue on with my training and continue on with the guys and, you know, just networking and building those relationships with those people. I'm curious, you mentioned you train every day of the week. Is every day beast mode, grind hard, or are there days in there where you got a little bit of rest? Maybe more of it's an active rest. Maybe do something different off the yeah. field. Yeah, um, rest days are in there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, typically weekends for me, uh, but every day um, I'm either on the field or I'm in the weight room. Um, and so right now my trainer has me on a program, like I said, to get me ready for camp. Um, so I'm more conditioning right now. So I'm in the gym twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, but I'm on the field Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so, um, sometimes Saturday, if, you know, opportunity arises, but I try to leave my Sundays, try to leave my Saturday so I can have time for, you know, friends and family and, you know, my wife and, um, you know, other things that I have going on, but yeah, it's, it's a grind for sure. On those rest days, is that is that a cheat day for food wise as well, or are you <laughs> you sticking to a strict diet these days? I so I am I, I'm on a diet. Um, 
I mean, you know, people hear the word diet and they think that you're trying to lose weight, but um, I do follow a plan, you know, and the weekends, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll let go and, <laughs> you know, treat myself. But um, typically my wife and I, we, we do meal prep. So we try to okay. stick to those meal preps and, you know, we try to stick to that schedule. Well, the reason I asked, because I found a little Instagram picture of yours at Portillo's. So what's the, uh-huh. what's, what's, what's the order at Portillo's? What's the order? Oh man, I'm getting a a big beef dipped with mozzarella cheese. I don't know if you know what that is. It's an Italian beef. We got one here, People yeah. Down here in Texas, yeah. they have no idea what that is, and so it's foreign. Um, you know, I'm getting a, a milkshake, a strawberry milkshake, and a large fry, man. And oh man, I, I miss it. There's nothing like Chicago food. I may have had a strawberry shake this weekend. I'm not saying, but uh, I'm I got to put you on the spot then. I got to put you on the spot then because I know you love your Chicago food, but you're also in a great food place with Dallas. So which better food yeah. city is what? Chicago or Dallas? Oh, that's Chicago. Okay. No okay. question. All right. All right. <laughs> Dallas has some good food and, you know, this is home for me now. So uh, I got to put respect on Dallas, but there is nothing like Chicago food. It's truly a melting pot. You can get anything in Chicago. I'm going to be in Chicago soon, so I'm going to need a recommendation when I get there. I'll have to message you and find out the best spot to hit. Of course. I got you. I got a list. I love it. <laughs> this has been so cool, man. I am just super stoked to watch you continue on your career. How can people stay up to date with your life and, and follow your journey? Yeah. So I'm actually one of the things that I'm actually building for myself, um, and we're launching this week. Uh, me and my creative team, um, I am branding myself and I'll, I'll be making a website for myself. Um, but as of right now, before that drops, people can follow me um, on Instagram at Dev Childress. Um, you know, they can follow me or, you know, add me on Facebook. You know, I'm not one of those guys that won't respond to people or, you know, won't accept your friend request, you know, or anything like that. So um, I'm a very friendly guy. People can keep up to me like that. In addition to the website that you got coming up, you also have your brand, Godstrong. So tell me about that. Yeah, so this, uh, this actually happened so organically. This was uh, created from my wife. She actually made this uh, logo. This was actually a picture that was taken of me. And, oh, nice. Um, we blacked it out and, you know, made it into a logo. And, um, you know, my best friend out here in Dallas, Anthony Rush, he has a company called Creative for More. And, you know, I came in and, uh, that's who I work for right now. And so came into the office and he surprised me with this shirt and I'm like, that's so cool. And we, uh, you know, I've been wearing it and marketing it and, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me about it. So it's something that, you know, I've always imagined me as a brand happening, you know, if I get drafted and then Nike approaches me or Adidas approaches me. Um, but it's truly one of those things that I've been able to, um, make for myself. And so I'll be launching some merch this week as well and uh, some T-shirts, some long sleeve shirts. And um, I've got a lot of things in store for that. Love it. Love it. And I'm excited to help out and to support you along the way. I haven't heard anything about future books. Any plans to write again? <laughs> that, is, that is a question, man. <laughs> I have been, I've been praying about it and, and you know, just just waiting to see if God is going to tell me to write another book. Okay. okay. <laughs> as you know of right tough, now, yeah. no, hopefully, okay. uh, you know, cause <laughs> man, writing the book, it was tough. Yeah. It was, it was a rough time. Cause 
um, you know, just the, the making of the book. And then when I started writing it, you know, my days were, you know, looking like waking up at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. 5 or 6 a.m. to, you know, have my time to read my Bible and, you know, have devotion with God. And then I go train and then, you know, I'd go to work. Uh, like I said, I was working an insurance job. And so I'd go to work from nine to five or nine to six. And I was driving an hour to and an hour back from work. So then I was coming home to try to write the book, try to eat some food, try to make time for my wife. Um, you know, I was going to, uh, we call them connect groups at church, um, which are just small men's groups that I was going to. I was, you know, in school full time. And it was, man, if I was in bed by 12, that was a good day. <laughs> well, you're a busy man. And, and just appreciate you stopping by today and give us, uh, give us some love. Well, this was awesome, man. I really appreciate you stopping by uh, and, and best of luck. I'll be supporting and wishing you well out here from Arizona. And uh, let's, let's do it again. Let's chat yes, later sir. in the year. Find out, find out where you're at. Whatever team you're on at that point, we'll chat again. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. And I just do want to point out that socks hat. Very nice. <laughs> My man, deeply indebted. This is awesome. This is awesome. We'll stay in touch. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Devin. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to my man, Devin. Wasn't he fantastic? Be sure to scoop up his book, Scriptures for the Professional Athlete, and give him a follow on Instagram, Dev, D-E-V, Childress, with two S's. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like, you know, New York's favorite son. <laughs>